Welcome to the Patriot Leadership Podcast, where we talk all things leadership, the good, the bad, the ugly. We discuss current events as it pertains to leadership. We also interview guests and have some discussions around leadership where it pertains to business and life. Today, I want to discuss a few items that have been top of mind here lately that I wanted to get uh, get out there. Um, I don't do politics. Uh, a lot of times, politics can be very divisive, but they're also important. But I do talk about politics with regard to leadership and the way that our politicians behave. And because, you know, good leadership is universal, right? It's it's about how you treat people. And so we'll, we'll talk about leadership as it pertains to how, you know, our elected officials are, are behaving and things like that. You know, we elect these people in order for them to represent us and our interests. They're sworn to uphold the Constitution, you know, if they're at a U.S. level or whatever your local um, guidelines are, you know, they swear that they're going to do these things that are in the best interest of the people that have put them there. And I think a lot of them go into this with the intentions of doing those things. And some of them continue to do those things. Uh, but there's also some that, you know, their behavior is frankly, you know, pretty embarrassing. Lately, we've seen a couple of things that were, you know, pretty public um, with regards to Congress where, um, you know, they're dealing with some private businesses and uh, which is their job. They need to try to, you know, hold people accountable to help support us. But it's it's not the the policies necessarily. I, I don't I don't really I mean I do care, but that's not the point. The point is the the manner in which they go about some of these things. And so the first one we're going to talk about is some of these congressional hearings that we've seen. One was with the CEO of TikTok. I'm sure a lot of you have seen that. There's a lot of concerns from our government around the security of the platform, uh, whether or not. You know, the Chinese government's involved with TikTok and, and the ownership there, you know, what their intentions are with access to all of our information if you use the app. And so I completely understand the the intentions of having a conversation to try to understand what's going on here so that they can try to make a decision that, you know, maybe best uh, represents everybody. So I understand the, the the need to have the conversation. But the problem is, if you've seen any of this, uh, these congressional inquiries, if you've seen these things, some of these people, these con- these congressmen, these representatives have been, their behavior is so embarrassing and unprofessional. These are not the kind of people that I would ever want representing me in, in anything. Um, there's there's instances where several of these people, and there's, there's some of these, there's one guy in particular, I'm not going to mention his name. Uh, you watch the videos, you figure it out. But there's one guy that's a, he's a veteran. Um, and I've, you know, always respected him for his service and the things he's done. And I thought he was, uh, before that, I, I, just from what I'd seen, I don't know the guy personally, but from what I'd seen, I, you know, had some respect for the guy. But after seeing his behavior during this inquiry, inquiry, I was like, man, this, that's not, not professional behavior. It's pretty childish asking questions of the TikTok CEO, then not giving them the guy the opportunity to respond, uh, injecting his own answers that he thought were true. And it just, if you sit back and watch it, you're like, what is going on here? This is not um, the any of the kind of behavior that you'd expect out of 
professional people that are either in Congress or the Senate or representing anybody. It's just uh, just unprofessional and childish, in my opinion. And again, I I mean, if that person was, you know, my boss at work, I, I, I wouldn't want to be around that person. And so let alone being in a, a, a position to represent a lot of people, uh, you know, on the on the level that they are, I think is just not what people elected them to do. And uh, it's it's unfortunate. And this comes from both part, both major parties. It doesn't matter. It doesn't single anybody out. We There was a lot of of uh, uh, representatives that were behaving that way. And, and it's just just embarrassing. That's the only way I can put it. Uh, I think we, we need to demand more from anybody that we're going to follow. Uh, I don't care if it's if the kid if this is a guy coaching, uh, you know, little league or or something like that. If if somebody's behaving like that, why in the heck would you want to follow them? It just it just doesn't make sense. And so I think, especially from a political level, I think everybody needs to demand more um, from the people that are representing them. And when it comes time to vote again, take those things into consideration. You know, what would this person act like? You know, when they were in that job, if if they had it before. You know, were they professional? Did they represent you in a way that you'd really want somebody representing you? Um, or, you know, did they display some of these childish behaviors and unprofessional behaviors that are certainly not what I would want from somebody at that level? One of the other things, um, uh, you know, was with the Norfolk Southern uh, Railroad CEO. You know, there was multiple train derailments that have, that have had, you know, huge environmental impacts and uh, just caused a big problem, obviously, and and I'm glad that um, you know Congress makes people like that come to these forums to to be held accountable. But again, we're back to the same problem. We've got our representatives acting in a very unprofessional way, which in turn creates a this uh, situation where then the CEO of the company in question returns the favor. He acts just like they do. And so we don't get anywhere. We don't, we're not making any headway. We're not getting any answers. We're not closing any ground on, on the problem. We've just got people that are both being childish and irresponsible, bickering back and forth. And it's like, man, you've got, you're a CEO of a, a multi-billion dollar company and you're sitting in front of all of these uh, representatives here and nobody in the room can grow up and act professional and try to behave in a way that could maybe move something forward and get something done um, so that maybe we can avoid these sort of situations. Maybe the um, railroad industry could be a little safer. Maybe these environmental uh, catastrophes could be avoided in the future. But we can't. We've got people that are just so childish that, uh, you know, they're they're personal interests I think are maybe in uh, more interesting to them and so it's just just not the kind of behavior we'd want again I, I would never follow somebody like that willingly um, and I and I hope that uh, again when it comes time to vote I hope people look at that and go yeah that's not for me I, I want I want a grown-up that's going to go and do this job and do do what I'd expect them to do because again I think um, regardless of your of your party affiliation, I think we all want the same thing for the for the most part. We we expect these people to do these jobs with integrity, you know, to do the right thing. 
we expect them to have some courage to do the right thing, even when it's hard uh, or unpopular, stand up for what's right. And we expect them to be committed to the things that they told us that they were going to do. It's pretty simple. You know, we, I don't think that's a lot to ask. But again, it, it's the system has gotten so bad that a lot of people that are in it, um, the, the behaviors are just so out of line. Um, it's just not a way that I think we'd want our, our country to be represented. Now, there was another situation recently with the president where, you know, he was asked by a reporter about, you know, does he accept any responsibility for the current situation with inflation? And with no hesitation, he just says, no, that's it. No, no clarification, nothing. Nope. Not my, not my fault. And then the reporter follows up and says, well, well, why do you feel that way? And he simply says, it was like this when I got here. That's it. It was like this when I got here. Now, I don't blame Joe Biden for all of these things. This uh, financial situation that the country is in has been getting worse for a long, long time. It's not all Joe Biden's fault. I think any anybody can realize that. Um, but the, the issue I have, again, is you're in charge. You don't get to just say no. Not my fault. That's not the role of the leader. Your job is to take some responsibility. And what we're really looking for is for somebody like you to stand up and go, yes, this is a problem. And here's what I'm going to do to fix it. But no, they take the opportunity to say, not my fault. The guy before me screwed it all up and blame him. And man, I just, and again, I'm not picking on Joe Biden. It wasn't better before. It wasn't better before that. Like it's a, this has been going on for a long time. Um, it's a, you know, I, I said this the other day, I think on LinkedIn, where I'm like, it's a pandemic. We have a leadership pandemic is what we've got. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, this is one of the things, uh, as most of you know, I was, I was in the Marine Corps for 20 years and, and early on in, in my career, that's, that's one of the things you learn right away is you, you accept responsibility even if it's really not your fault, like if you're in charge, that's just what you got to do. You got to take the bullet for the team. You take, you take the hit for everybody else. And then you help figure out how to fix it. That's it. Nobody wants excuses. Nobody cares who you can, who else can be blamed. We just want it fixed. And again, I'm not, nobody, I don't think any reasonable person would sit here and say that that any one person's completely responsible for the failures that we've had. But again, if you're in that position as the president of the United States, I think it's your job to say, yeah, I'll accept responsibility. I'm in charge. And you know what? Here's what I'm going to do to fix it and get this on track. That's all you've got to say. It's really pretty easy. Being, being a leader really isn't that hard. It's, but, but for some reason, I don't know, uh, you know what his situation is with this, but, but it's, we would rather blame the guy before than to take any responsibility at all and just say, here's what I'm going to do for you, American people. And so I think, I think if we had more of that, we'd be in a much better situation. Um, and so hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get there.
Um, but yeah, when you're when you're a leader of any kind, you're in any sort of position uh, of authority. Your job is to take responsibility for what's in front of you, whether you created it or not. Blaming somebody else or or something in the past does nothing to help the situation move forward. Again, most people would realize you didn't do this. You didn't cause all of it. Maybe you're responsible for some of it. But if, but if you're in a situation and you are in charge and you have a mess at your feet, well, it, it's your responsibility now because you're in charge now. And so you're in a situation that sucks. What are you going to do to fix it? And that's what you do. You figure it out. You put the people's mind at ease to tell them, hey, I understand the situation sucks. Here's what I'm going to do to help get it on track. That's it. It's pretty easy. And when you say those things, people will go, okay, yeah, I can accept that. This guy stood there. He took it and told us he's got a plan. Heck yeah, let's let's get behind the plan and move forward. That's all we want. So demand more from your leaders. Uh, they owe it to you. They owe it to us. If you're, if you, you know, you owe it to your people. Um, uh, you know, it's not, it's not the thing to throw everybody else under the bus. Okay. So one other thing I wanted to get into real quick is, um, I have a new book, uh, called the leadership tightrope where, and it's available on Amazon if you're interested, but we'd talk about, I, I put about 10 different leadership failures in there from prominent figures, former business CEOs, politicians, things like that to where we could focus on some of the lessons that we could take away from their failures so that we can try not to repeat the same things. One of the ones we talk about is another politician, uh, Larry Householder, who um, was a state representative in Ohio. Um, He was here for a long time. He was the uh, House Speaker, actually. And he was convicted of... uh, you know, in this scheme where, you know, they were taking bribes from an energy company to help get legislation passed. Um, and, um, you know, even in that situation, there's recordings, wiretaps, there's emails, text messages, all these things. There's all this evidence. And he was convicted. Uh, he's currently awaiting uh, sentencing, I believe. But he was convicted. But even still, throughout all that, with, with with recordings of him doing these things and bank accounts with the money and all these things, you still got a guy that wouldn't accept any responsibility. Nope, not me. And, and this is what we're talking about. We're talking about unchecked power. We're talking about ego. All these things that, you know, we got a guy that's supposed to be representing the people. But instead, he's only representing his own interests. And unfortunately for him, you know, he's, he's going to go to jail for it. But, um, but, you know, how much damage did that do to the people in Ohio? How much money was, you know, not put where it was supposed to go to help the people that you're put there to represent? That's the stuff we're talking about. And this is just one guy that got convicted. How much more does this happen? Um, I'm sure it happens a lot and we don't always hear about it or it doesn't always um, uh, come to light. But these are the kind of people that are in charge sometimes and people are suffering under their leadership and it it causes a lot of problems. So we talk about that in the book. We also talk about um, Elizabeth Holmes, who was the 
uh, CEO of a company called Theranos. And there's actually a documentary about her in the company. Um, I don't know if it's on Netflix or it's on one of the streaming services, but um, it's a pretty interesting documentary. Basically, um, she was a really smart lady, went to Stanford, uh, was in um, uh, kind of biomedicine, created um, a machine that could supposedly draw blood, but only need like, uh, you know, a finger prick amount of blood instead of doing full blood draws for lab testing. And she convinced all these people. She took on billions of dollars of um, funding and convinced a lot of people that this technology worked and would help make lives easier for people and all these things. I mean, she convinced very prominent wealthy people, big businesses. Um, there were large drugstore chains that had her machines in their in their buildings. The stuff didn't even work. It wasn't real. And it eventually came out. It was a scam. And her leadership inside the company was very toxic. You know, she was making employees do things that were basically just lying and straight up fraud um, and lying to investors and all these things. And, uh, you know, she's convicted. She went, she's in prison currently. But again, another story of somebody that is very bright, starts a business, has a good idea. Unfortunately, the idea wasn't realistic and didn't work the way that it was set up. But instead of doing the right thing and continuing research and, and trying to figure it out, you know, I'll just I'll just fraud everybody and take a bunch of money. And then in the meantime, I'll treat my employees like crap. And and so the cycle goes and, and uh, we see this a lot. And so these are the kind of things we talk about in the book. You know, what are those leadership takeaways? And uh, and there's a lot of there's a lot of good lessons that uh, it's good to reflect on. Look at these things and go you know, how do I make sure that I don't repeat these things? And, uh, and so check out the book. If you get a chance, pretty interesting. Uh, there's about, uh, we just talked about two items. I think there's about eight more in the book. Um, and so one, and then lastly, I just want to mention quickly, one of the things we do Patriot leadership advisors is, you know, we help businesses, uh, business leaders get businesses back on track. Uh, there's a lot of frustrations, high employee turnover, unable to retain your employees, you're not able to hire, you're not you know, getting people into the hiring uh, mechanism the way that you want, uh, not seeing the growth you'd hope for in terms of revenue potentially. Inside the business, the culture is not where you want it to be. Employees are underperforming. People are frustrated and you can feel it. And it, it doesn't get better on its own. It just doesn't. It never will. And unfortunately, what we see a lot of times is that CEOs, COOs, business owners, uh, people in those roles, a lot of times it's they feel overwhelmed with all of the issues. And so sometimes they just bury their head in the sand. They avoid it. And it sucks. Every day it sucks. They've got this high turnover of people. They can't figure out why people won't stay. Why can't we hire people? You know, why why are we not achieving the goals that we, we have? Or sometimes they don't even have any goals. They're just kind of going through the motions. And this vicious cycle continues and these people are frustrated and there's, there's only one way to get better. You know, there's gotta be it just like when I was talking about the president before, you know, if you're somebody in a position of leadership in these places, you've got to take ownership of the problems and look at yourself and go, yes, maybe I'm not a hundred percent responsible for everything that's gone wrong here, but if I'm in charge, I have to accept that responsibility and figure out a way to get things on track. And that's what we do. 
we help those business leaders figure it out. And so if you're somebody like that or, or if you know someone like that, we'd love to hear from you, see if there's some alignment there, see if there's something we can do to help. Thanks for listening. We'll, we'll catch back up with you soon. Take care and we'll talk to you later.